0: The Steve Warren Project, Sports and Whatever.
1: All right, welcome to the program. It's another episode of the SWP. Might stand for Sports and Whatever, might be the Steve Warren Project. We may never know the answer for sure, but we are going off daily with Ottawa Sports Talk and Fun. It is Steve and Jimmy not schmoozing it up once again, because I've been banned from saying schmoozing. James, how are things? Apparently not. <laughs>
0: I didn't say it, uh, Stevie. I got to admit, yeah, um, yeah, pumped, pumped, jacked, uh, uh, double schmoozed, double schmoozed. Playoffs, uh, you know, ah. they started right in the last couple of days, and uh, so it's good. And good games, Stevie. Good games. Uh, I watched the uh, do, do Island do do uh, the Islanders win, Stevie? You're calling for the Islanders. I know that we had a little bet there. I got to look back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they win in overtime in a, in a, in their first game. Uh crazy game last night. I, I I watched most of it. Uh unbelievable. Uh which which you know it's I've always said, Stevie, as and I borrow that from all the pundits, all the former players, uh, that, you know, to win through the playoffs, right? It's gotta start with goaltending, right? You mm-hmm. need the hot goalie. You need the really good goaltender. And I guess Flurry in Vegas pulls the cirque du Soleil the whole game. They lose and they lose you know for I think it was zero zero and they lose one nothing in overtime.
1: The one that I keep hearing from the is the one that I, you and I were mocking a little bit, and that is the Battle of the Sunshine State, first time Tampa and Florida have ever met. And you and I were going, ah, oh, it's such a non-traditional sort yeah. of a hockey matchup, and who cares? And, uh, well, some people are – I've been contacted by, like, three different friends who said that was one of the best games they've seen in years. <laughs> I'm like, okay, game one, and they're already talking in those terms. Yeah. Tampa wins the opener 5-4. to four in large part because of a moronic play by Sam Bennett. I don't know if you saw the replay on this thing. I didn't, no. uh, Florida's up in the game. They're up by uh, a 4-3 count. I think there's about eight, nine minutes left in the game. And this guy just decides to settle scores. Just decides right there and then, right in the middle of the playoffs, that uh, a hit that had happened earlier, where you had Tampa forward Blake Coleman, who bumped into, and that looked like all it was, bumped into Alexander Barkoff of the Panthers in the neutral zone. And Barkov was kind of shocked by it. And hurt a little, he looked like he was hurt initially. And uh, shortly thereafter, Sam Bennett of the Panthers basically hits Blake Coleman from behind. And uh, not only is he going to be suspended for that, uh, he also had a penalty there that resulted in the game-tying goal on the oh. ensuing power play. So just moronic behavior from Sam Bennett, who was picked up from the Flames this year.
0: Yeah, you know it's so hard to win games, Stevie. Okay, it's so it's so hard to win hockey games. So competitive. Everyone talks about the great parody that the NHL is. Okay, everything's got to line up for us to 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 have some success. Okay, what you don't need is some guy losing his fucking mind. Okay, that that doesn't come into play. You know, that, you know, don't be don't be don't don't be stupid. Okay, don't don't like it's tough enough, Stevie.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's a case of. I can't call it selfish because it wasn't, he wasn't doing something because somebody did something to him. It was, you know, it was a guy being kind of a a teammate, but just at the same time, just, I don't know, it's like your brain goes kablooey or something. You know, you hit my guy, I'm going to hit you. Man, don't settle it there. And, and, and I mean, just, it was almost like Nick doesn't even care. It was so woefully obvious, you know. He wanted revenge. I get that emotion. We've all had that that desire uh, on, on the ice surface. But right. in a in an NHL playoff game where your team is leading, you can't be that obvious about it. On right. top of everything else, like right in the numbers, just smashes Coleman into the boards, and he did it in such a manner as just as if to say, "Hey, ref, watch this. I don't give a crap if you penalize me. Hey, NHL, I don't care if you suspend me. Just bizarre." Right. And
0: retaliation, Steve, goes on the back burner during the playoffs. Okay, relax. Okay, we got games to win here. You know, so we're not, we're not, we're not doing that. We're not going to do that. You know, or I'll decide. I'm the coach, Steve. I'll yeah. decide who I send out there to do what. You know, but I heard a great line speaking that, Steve. where where it's, I called the guy dumb. He said, you know, when you when you die, Steve, you don't know you're dead. You know, right. it, it only causes pain to. Others.
1: Mm -hmm. It's the same thing if you're stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's certainly um uh, I think I think the teammate in question here, I mean, Barkov's gonna appreciate that his teammate did that, but I think in the big picture he's he'd probably rather have had the win than that immediate revenge and uh on the other side of the coin, in terms of illegalities, the Tampa Bay Lightning, a lot of people were really, really upset with this whole deal of Tampa Bay basically trying to circumvent the salary cap. So all of a sudden, for game one, ladies and gentlemen, all of a sudden, they get Steven Stamkos back in the lineup for the first time in a month. They also get Nikita Kucherov back in the lineup for the first time all season. Wow, that is really convenient, the way the rehab worked like that, that both of them would arrive on game one of the Stanley Cup playoffs. And the reality was... Uh, I mean, I don't know it for sure, but everybody's raising an eyebrow at it that the Tampa Bay Lightning were intentionally keeping particularly Kucherov out of the lineup, maybe Stamkos too, putting them on long-term injured reserve so that they could basically afford to put a, a, ice a lineup. Uh, Because if those guys had been activated here in the last month, I guess it would have put them over the salary cap. And so they waited until game one of the playoffs when the salary cap is no longer in place and all of a sudden they're good to go. And so a lot of people around the league are suggesting that uh, Tampa is uh, into shenanigans here and that it's a joke and that the NHL has to do something about it. And we're not talking about rank-and-file players. We are talking about, I don't think Steven Stamkos is in Kucherov's league anymore, but after Connor McDavid, Kucherov is as good as it gets in the league.
0: Not going to happen very often, I guess, Steve. You know, like, I know the league. You, you think of Gary Bettman, okay? Little smug, Gary. Little smug, right? Going A lot smug. A lot smug, right? So he goes, well, here's this uh, thing here. We're going to do this. And no one no one will be able to mess with that. Okay, there's no way you're going to be able to sort of, you know, cheat on this thing. And then they come up with this, and Bettman's going,
1: damn. I didn't think of that. <laughs> well, certainly, it's definitely a loophole that's a concern. I mean, these guys were definitely injured. I think what happened here, and obviously I can't prove that. That's the thing about injuries. You can't necessarily say, well, you know, I mean, Kucherov had surgery. So it's not like he wasn't injured at all. But uh, when you look at timelines, some are calling into question, like Kucherov's deal is like a four to six month window. Apparently most players get back from his particular injury by about the four month mark, which would have been about a month ago you know probably Tampa just uh took advantage of that but the other angle is that you have to be a good team on top of everything else most teams can't afford to sit two superstars and Tampa had the luxury of knowing for the last month here that they were almost certainly going to the playoffs so they can you know start thinking about that cuz at the at the heart of this thing it's uh you know it's kind of kind of resting guys at the same time that's a luxury that the Tampa Bay has here because most of the time You need your superstars for the last month of the season to get you into the playoffs. Anyway, interesting NHL story to keep an eye on. We need to take a time out on the program. When we come back, what do we think about the PGA, starting with this week's PGA Championship, allowing the use of rangefinders? That's coming up after these words. Did you know that Jim K. Ford has been around since 1982, one of the longest-running dealerships in Ottawa? The K family proudly strives to provide the best service in the automotive market with the help of their fantastic team of professionals. They're continually training and improving to ensure you always have the finest buying experience. See what they're all about, shop for your next vehicle, then make your appointment today at jimkford.com 438 Uville Drive in Orleans. Do you love pizza? then you need to check out Pico. It's made so fast right in front of you with only the best, freshest ingredients. Create your own Pico masterpiece or choose from one of their incredible chef-inspired variations. Pico, a totally fresh, delicious, innovative take on pizza. Order online or drop into Pico today. They're at 236 Richmond Road, 170 Metcalf, or finally, the new location at 305 Rito. Have your insurance rates been going up year over year? You're not alone. It's happening to everyone. I'm Josh from All Insurance Ontario. Send me a text and see if I can save you a bunch of money. 860-6008. All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. Oh, baby, we got another major this week. The PGA Championship set for Kiowa Island on the ocean course. Rory McIlroy in 2012 won the... uh, Won the title there, an eight-stroke victory, and guess which player is back in form? Yeah, the aforementioned Rory McIlroy. But what I want to talk about here, James, is the fact that we've now got rangefinders being allowed for the first time. That'll be at this week's PGA Championship. I don't think I like that, but uh, we'll let you have. We'll let you have first go at it. What do you think?
0: Well, I you know on the surface, it looks like you know they should have done it a long time ago. Everyone's been been popping off about that, let them use range fires. They want to pick up the, the speed of play. Um, It's like uh, golf and baseball have the number one thing that they're, that they're trying to do all the time is, is speed up play, right? That uh, and curling (laughs) (laughs) with the long, with the long games. So that's their number one thing all the time is to to make sure that what we're putting in doesn't slow play down, uh, but more what we can do to speed up the game. Because it lo- it loses audience, right? When when it when it's so slow and it loses TV and all sorts of stuff, so um, people kept saying, "Well, let them use range finders, right?" And and the rank amateurs like me, and you, and many others go, "Absolutely, that's a great idea." And then when I read the piece, I went, "Of course, it's not going to make a difference. Of course, it will make no difference at all." Um, if if you've ever seen. Uh, golf which you have and you see both both of them have a book the caddy has the book the player has the book and you go here we go again flipping out the books um you know and and the, what they're checking for is these books have um a, a each green is diagrammed on on a page in this book okay and what it shows is you, you'd see a bunch of sweeping arrows all over there which shows break okay uh, they know where the pin positions are going to be and they have little arrows from every direction saying, okay, it's going to break left or right there, blah, blah, blah. Not only that, but it has distance from the the front of the green to where the pin is, so it'll be 25 back from the front and 14 in from the left, okay? And, and for pros, there, there's a bunch of other yardages that they ask for all the time, Steve, that you and I would never give a shit about. They always want to know how far it is to the front edge of the green, Mm-hmm. Uh, they, there's other things they want to know. How far it is to carry it over a bunker? You know, what's the what's the what's the distance there to carry that trap? Right, uh, all all sorts of stuff. And and that's a good point. And, and a bunch of caddies and a bunch of you know big players, Bryson DeChambeau. I see Webb Simpson weighed in on this thing. Roy McRoy's caddy. They all said it won't make any difference at all. Right. unless you snap one way left a fairway over, which happens rarely. Uh, then it will improve it because if they don't have the rangefinder, then and they're they're 50 yards off line, okay. They got to walk over to the middle of the fairway, find the sprinkler head where they measured it from, go back, figure out the angle and all that shit. So that's the only advantage. Um, so it's the, it, it'll make no difference at all. It'll make no difference at all. And that's not me saying that. It's the players and the caddies. Why
1: well, do just um, have a clock? Like just you know they've they've got usually have a marshal that's carrying around a scoreboard. Why not have a scoreboard that also has a, has like a shot clock? Well, the biggest way to improve play, to speed up play would,
0: and it would be a, uh, you know, a huge adjustment. And I've heard, I think Nick Falder or one of these guys saying, get rid of the greens books. Okay. Okay. No one's allowed to use any books. No one's allowed to make any reference to any books and it'll throw everyone off for a while. You know, so the caddies will have to go out there, and you know, you 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 can do it to in a practice round. You know, figure out they they got to go walk off yardages anyways. You know, be, before the tournament starts, the caddies are out there; they're rolling balls on the green to figure out which way they break. Yeah, uh, they're doing and, and measuring yardages, pacing things off, and and that would that would change the game remarkably, remarkably. You
1: It'd know? be the same disadvantage for everybody. That'd be fine too. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I'm just saying, like the. The biggest thing to me, if, if, if your worry is speeding up play, which it appears to be the total incentive for doing this, allowing range finders, then allow for clocks to be out on every fairway and measure the time between, okay, you just took your drive, and you know, we're going to give you X amount of time to walk to the ball and such. and uh, you, know, you might have to stop time every once in a while if you need a, a ruling or something like that. But you know if that's the way you want to if, – if that's a concern – then that's one way to do it. I'm, I'm almost getting to the point where I'm tired of every sport bleating, uh, and this is someone who's probably you know talking from a well into middle age scenario. Um, I probably have a better attention span than you know 25 year olds today, but mm-hmm. everything is speed up play. You've Got to speed up play. This game's too long. It's it's taking too long. Like don't don't go to the freaking sport then. Don't turn it on. Don't just stop being a fan. You know, there's lots of us who are just watching these games and saying I'm fine with it. I don't know right. what your problem is. I watch golf, and I never say to myself, for the most part, there's a couple of human rain delays out there for PGA players. But for the most part, I don't watch golf and say, "Oh my God, it's just going. This going to happen. Like, come on, let's get this over with." Well, why are you a fan then, if you're if you're that pumped about the thing being over or 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 speeding through it all? Relax. Well, yeah, you're preaching to the choir here. You know, I don't. If it's six hours,
0: Stevie, I'm watching it, right? Yeah, <laughs> around, I'm watching all of it. Uh, I have on, on occasion, right, go, oh my God, hit the freaking ball. Sure. You know, Jordan Speith, particularly, who's on the who's on the rise again, who's playing great golf again and come yep. you know and coming back, he is so freaking slow before he hits a shot. So <laughs> slow. Gets there, talk to the caddy, change climate. I don't what do you think? <laughs> the other thing is the way rangefinders work, folks, by the way, is the the pin has a crystal in it. Okay. It's got like a little grass glass crystal and uh and and they're they're on every sort of section of the pin. Okay. So they're, they're, you know, if, if, if you're looking at the pin, Steve, they're, they're on the front of the pin. They're on next around at like at nine o'clock at 12 o'clock at three. So they're all over the pin. So as soon as you shoot it with the range fighter, that's what, that's what picks up the yardage. Okay. So the other thought I had this morning is, well, then put the little crystals on the front of the green somewhere, you know, mm-hmm. somehow make it so you can pick up the yardage at, at the front of those greens. Uh, you know, you can't have a big fucking sign. Excuse my language. Steve. You can't have a big sign. But uh, anyway, some, something like that. Something I just,
1: like I'm i surprised golf is even dabbling in this because they've been so rules-oriented, very black and white with their rules. And uh, not only that, like anything that can kind of help you out that's that's maybe technology-based, they they usually frown on it, right? Like you think about this, uh, this is a sport where – you know they banned long putters that you can't anchor to your chest and stuff. Yo, that's no good. That's going to help you. Well, this this is really helping. You're getting a rangefinder out now. You're really using technology and I'm really surprised that the PGA is doing that. Like yeah. you know, they're so particular about their rules. You've often quoted the um the tale of Craig Stadler where he basically lays down a towel so that he protects the knees on his pants when he has to get down by a bush and on his knees to 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 chip a ball out. And uh, they penalized him for building his stance. Right. Like that's the kind of sport we're talking about here. That is so you know we don't want any uh, enhancements or anything like that. This, so, so I'm kind of shocked that even if it did speed uh, up play, I'm shocked that the golf uh, PGA of America went down this road. Yeah, I, I'm not. I, you know, um, and and and
0: after I read about it going down, of course, of course, that that's not. It's kind of the equivalent, Stephen, hockey of saying, okay, uh, you've got a, you've got a you know, once, once you start a hockey game, okay. You, you can't change equipment unless it's a stick, unless you break a stick. Okay. That there's you gotta, you gotta, you gotta finish the game with the equipment you had on. Right. And you go, okay. Okay. I don't, I don't give a shit. Okay. And then someone goes, uh, okay, what we're going to do though, is we're going to allow you to, uh, change gloves and go to a dry glove anytime you want. And everyone goes, Oh, huh. What up with that? Right. Mm. And really you go, Nothing. Fuck, I don't know. I do it all day if you want. I don't care. It's the same thing when I'm, with this rangefinder now. I don't, I don't give a shit. You know?
1: No, I'm not going to lose any sleep over it, but again, I'm surprised that they're allowing it. Like, you want to speed up cl- play? Then the best thing you can do is, well, I mentioned a clock, but how about power carts? Just jump in your power cart and off you go. Why not do that? There's no difference at all to me because that's part of the game. Part of being an excellent golfer, as you know, being able to, figure out the distances and part of being a golfer is having some level of fitness to walk the course as well but if we're just looking to speed up play and uh, not worrying about enhancing things then let the players drive carts well they
0: do it they do it on the senior tour you and you saw it this past weekend uh, that if you if you flipped it on pga doesn't the pga doesn't but the Uh, senior tour does right but i'm saying
1: the pga should do that if they want to speed up play if they don't care if you'd let me finish I'm going to explain
0: why it won't make a difference okay all right. so we have an example of it and uh that the weird thing is yes electric carts are allowed but only the player can can ride on it the caddy cannot <laughs> you can't have your clubs on there okay, okay? it's only it, it's for players who are you know not healthy enough to walk right. so it doesn't speed up play at all well i'm saying put the caddies on there then that's right you know if you want to do it do it like everybody else right That'll speed up play, I guess, a bit. But um,
1: anyway, well, I'm pretty pumped. I gotta say, I've solved it for them. The PGA can can no longer come at me either with the integrity of the game thing, or so it's the spirit of the game. It's against now that you just allowed range finders. That to me enhances a player's ability more than riding carts. So let's go. Allow carts. I've solved the pace of play problem. You're welcome, PGA Tour. Where can I send my invoice? Right.
0: Um, I want to tell everyone something funny that the good listener needs to know. Okay, Steve. Okay. So, uh, you and I will flip back and forth stories that are in sports. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is this is this is so funny. I love this about you. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, so over the weekend. Okay, I start flipping you stories, okay, and lots of them, okay, and lots of them. I go, I go bananas, you know. And so to give you an idea, there's, there's, uh, uh, you know, a guy Watson uh, is is being sued. Uh, the, the NHL lost three and a point five billion. Uh, uh, another, uh, another baseball player breaks a record. I throw you that Tom Brady salivating and his father freaking. out. There's another story. So I'm showing these these stories to you, right? That story about Eugene Melick, right? Uh, Gronk is going to referee up MA fight, an MA fight uh, scholarship, ta ta and then I and then I send you something today. So I'm reading all that to you, okay? And then, and then when I send you uh, Steve, I, I say a little something there of Toronto Maple Leaf playoff history. You go, what? W- what? <laughs> <laughs> what? What is it? Yeah, it's just showing how bad the team's been. Where, where's that story, Jimmy? Where? 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 <laughs> Yeah.
1: It's Stop beautiful. everything. Stop everything. Stop everything. Pull this car right
0: over. Anyway, it's so funny. Where's that story? Where's that story?
1: Yeah, some great stats there. basically is uh, outlining the entire history since 1967 of the Toronto Maple Leafs in the playoffs. And we're doing the math. We had the calculators out for a while, you know, uh, printing things off, all kinds of flow charts and things and pie charts. Right. And, and uh, yeah, it's not just 1967. It's the, uh, well, the ineptitude, uh, within the ineptitude, you know, what did we figure you, you counted 22 times since 1967, they've missed the playoffs. And if you combine the years of missing the playoffs or not winning a playoff round, that would be 38 years since 1967, where they came away with zero playoff victories. Yeah. The, all the things time, that make me happy, the last, really
0: the last time, they, <laughs> last time they went around was like in 2004, correct?
1: Something like that against my sense, damn it.
0: I wonder if it'll ever happen, Stevie. Or last time they won a round. I mean, I wonder if it'll right. ever happen for the Leafs. They're saying yeah, they-, they got the best lineup ever, but you know what? Every you know, we get inundated of course with Leaf news and Leaf coverage, you know, and and you know, you live in Ottawa. Um on and on and on and on all the time. So I get I kind of get tired of you know, this is this is this bode's really well for the Leafs this year. You know those sort of stories. Yeah, this, uh, this could be great. This could be great. You know, everywhere from how they're attracting fans to to the lineup, to the TV schedule, to the travel schedule, to the to the you know, to the back-to-back games, to the teams they're face, all this shit, all this shit, all the time. This will be great for the Leafs. This will be great for the Leafs. Well, you look and at the Sens
1: Leafs, right? The final game of the season that happened, I guess that would be Wednesday. Uh, You look at the first intermission with the Sens and Leafs, final game, and the intermission crew, they had five stories. All five were on the Leafs. Yeah. And the one story that that dabbled in the Sens, it was like uh, they should get Wayne Simmons out there to slow down Brady Kachuk. (laughs) So the only thing that even dabbled in Sens talk was how to stop the Sens from being good. (laughs) Right, right. I'm just tired of it, right? It's like whatever,
0: yeah. whatever. Go win a playoff round. You haven't done that in 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 seventeen years. Yeah, you know what? I just get tired of sort of hearing it all. The time. I, I am. I'm getting tired of the whole leaf thing. And I live out west, and I still get as you know, I, I get all
1: leaf stuff all day long, all day. I long. I hate it, but I fully understand it too. Yeah, it's, I I, the I get it, the business side of it. You know, for I get sure, it's, all, it's all the business side of it. It's like, uh, you know, the the Toronto Maple Leafs are are, are are pop music and the Ottawa Senators are blues. At <laughs> which format are you going to cater to, really? Uh, yeah, just follow the money, as they say. Yeah. Just follow the there, money. I mean, there may
0: be some fallout, Steve. Now that the regular season is almost done, I don't know if Vancouver has a game or two left yet. They uh, do. They do. That's that. Someone who didn't make the playoffs, uh, and you know, an American team that didn't make the playoffs might be looking at this thing going. Well it's a little unfair because you know it's, you know tough division there Right, Stevie? what what's the toughest division the the east uh yeah
1: I mean the east would be there Vegas yeah, division with, as well they're they're loaded
0: right so if you miss you miss the playoffs in those divisions and you're looking at uh you know the northern division going well we would have loved to play in that one mm-hmm. you know we would have loved to play in that one so it's never perfect but anyway I don't know it's like I don't shut up just go win win around. Toronto, just go win around. I don't want to hear all your shit about how great it is this year and this year and this year. And don't
1: get too excited when you finally do break your drought that you've been in since 2004 because the Montreal Canadiens just aren't that good. In my book, with all due respect to Habs fans listening in, I think the Habs are the worst roster that have made the playoffs this year. So, And by the way, they're making moronic moves. They've got this kid, Cole Caulfield, who just won the Hobie Baker Award. And I'm an outsider. I don't don't even like Montreal. And I'm an outsider watching that team. And they look like they're on their way to making him a healthy scratch. Right now, in practice, he's on the fifth line right now. And so a lot of uh, fans are going crazy about that. But I think Toronto is going to win that in a cakewalk in the first round, breaking that, what is it, 16-year drought.
0: Well, that's my point, that, that these other divisions, teams who didn't make it might look at this thing, to your point, and go, well, look at fucking Montreal. We yeah. could have slaughtered those guys. You know, we could have slaughtered them. So yeah. anyway, shut up, Leafs. Just go win a playoff <laughs> round, okay?
1: <laughs> Pipe down. All right, let's take a time out on the program. When we come back, it's final thoughts after these words. Everyone knows that to get the best price on home and auto insurance, you have to shop around. But who really wants to do that? With access to all kinds of insurance markets, not only can I get you the best price, but I'll also make sure that you get full value for your money. Call me. I'm Jer Gerard, All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. Everyone knows that Jim K. Ford is a fantastic choice to handle your automotive needs, but they're also a full-service commercial and fleet dealership. They supply companies in the Ottawa area with work trucks of all shapes, sizes, and functionalities, from small delivery vans to the big F750s. So whether you're in towing, landscaping, or deliveries, or any gig that requires a big truck, Jim K. Ford will help you with the right truck, customized for your needs. JimKFord.com, 1438 Uville Drive in Orleans. Pico is Ottawa's home for authentic, old-school, custom-crafted, Neapolitan-style pizza, without all the fuss and expense of fine dining. Pico is quick and easy, fresh and healthy, and so delicious, made with the highest quality ingredients. Craft your own thin-crust pizza masterpiece with unlimited toppings for only $15. Pico. Use the Pico app and save on third-party app fees, 236 Richmond Road, 170 Metcalf Street, and the new location at 305 Rideau. And compared to this time last year, the average price of an Ottawa home has gone through the roof. And if you're curious to know what your home is worth in a blazing hot market like this, you should call the Glen Walton Real Estate Team today for a free, no-obligation estimate. Glenn's a great guy, and I think you'll be shocked to learn what you could get for your home and what similar homes are going for in this market. Call the Glen Walton Real Estate Team today at glenwalton.com. James, any final thoughts today as we wrap things up? I do, Stevie. Mm-hmm. I do. When
0: I figure this out, okay, uh, that Tom Brady is on the verge uh, of breaking Drew Brees' t- 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 passing record,
1: right, yards? I don't even keep track of that because they were just back and forth. One week, somebody had it. The Because, I mean, they're playing at the same time, right? So it seemed like every other week, one of them was taking over the lead and then the next week, the other guy would take over the lead. Anyway. Yes. so I have no doubt that's the case. Yes. So, so I did the
0: math. Okay. It's, it's thousands and thousands of yards. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, I don't know, 80,000 yards Steve, is what, what you're talking about right now. So I, 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 you know, I looked at it and I said, well, that that's kind of dumb. That that doesn't mean anything to me. Okay. How do, so 80,000 yards is, I, I mean, I know it's good, I know Tom Brady's gotta be in the fault there for records. And then I figured it out, Steve, that's 45 miles oh, of, of passing. <laughs> that's a lot. That's how far that guy's throwing the ball. Okay. 45 miles. Okay. I'm you know, I'm I'm thinking when they got to sign guys now, Steve, if they went to that chart. They went to the miles chart. Right. You know, well, the guy threw for 10 and a half miles. That's that's about the equivalent of telling me that he's thrown for 80,000 yards or something. Yeah. Like, what does that mean?
1: And he's 1,100 back of Drew Brees as the all-time career passing yards leader. Barring injury, it's it, it's going to happen. I was, I was interested to see that his dad is out giving yeah. interviews. Um, so we got... Uh, Bucks we talked about in a recent episode. The box are going to be playing New England this year, obviously in Week Four. And uh, for some reason, Tom Brady seniors on the radio saying, "I saw the schedule come out. I started salivating when I saw that we play the Patriots in the fourth game of the year. And we're coming up here to make our record four and zero. We expect to beat the Patriots rather I handily. Like, <laughs> I, 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 if I'm Tom Brady, I'm like, Dad, uh, don't do that anymore, please. Yeah, just, yeah. Just knock that off. I have a lot of people who love me in New England. I don't necessarily want to." you know, fan the flames on this thing, or maybe he does. I don't know.
0: Yeah, no, no, no. Pipe down, Stevie. I get it. Yeah. You're not helping me, dad. You're not helping me. It's like I said to my uh, uh, kid one time in school that there was kind of some unfair, what appeared to be uh, sort of unfairness shown by a teacher in one of their classes. And uh, you know, there was, it it was, it was something that needed to be sort of looked at. Mm -hmm. And, and I said, well, Okay, so I'll, I'm going to go in and talk to your teacher about that. Okay, because that and my kid went, no, Dad, no. <laughs> okay, right? Yeah, I don't want you going anywhere near a teacher. You're going to set me up for the kill. You know, I I see the same thing here. Dad, what what are you doing? Shut it okay just maybe a little difference. different with a
1: 44 year old versus a 14 year old i i,
0: I you know my point though right the kid yeah. the kid no dad i don't want you going on the radio dad and saying i'm the greatest and that i'm gonna kick their ass and all that stuff you know no no yeah. dad
1: yeah moms and dads you- and spouses they should just stay the hell out of it you know it's a a guy like tom brady who's you know king of the hill as far as sports go he's trying to balance and measure things out socially speaking to the best of his abilities. And uh, he knows the temperature of, of everything better than anybody else in his family and such. So I think he'd like to speak for himself and not have a dad rolling in with that stuff.
0: I'll tell you what's happening though, Steve. Okay. Uh, You know, Ovechkin, right. Is in the same deal there, Mm -hmm. right. That he's trying to, he's trying to break uh, the big, the big record by Gretz, right. The goals record. Yeah. The goals record. Uh, so Sid, the kid was in the news the other day, you know, a goal, a game for the last 16 years and stuff, or a point a game for the last 16 years. That's right. Um, so all those guys, most of those guys, when you talk to them, will say, it's not about the records. Okay. It's not, I'm, i I, I want to win the Stanley cup. I think Tom Brady, I think when, when I look at all this stuff, uh, and I, and I see what's, what lies ahead for this guy, what other rec, you know, this all receiving yards okay, passing yards, whatever he's going to beat. I think Tom Brady is. I'm I'm staying in the NFL because I want all those records. Right. I think that's what he's doing. I think. I and he think wants he want more rings. Super,
1: he wants more rings too.
0: More, more rings. He wants to set records, you know, before he's going out. You know, like, like Ovi, for example, okay, it, it doesn't look like in his time he'll be able to win as many Stanley Cups uh over the last years who's you know the uh, say the oilers right i mean he came after the after the oilers started right but he's not going to set the world on fire with stanley cups i don't think
1: no he's only uh, got one
0: yeah he's only has one so far uh so i you know i i tend to think obviously you know look at because he just loves to play that he loves to play you know he loves going to the rink every day blah 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 blah. you know and yeah
1: we, i think tom brady's the same and i also think he um He'll be like Gretzky, right? He'll play as long as he feels like he's at the top of his game. I think if uh, if he doesn't feel like he has a chance to win anymore in Tampa, or if he feels like he's not playing at the level that he wants to be able to play at, that's when you'll see Tom Brady retire and not a day before. Yep. Yeah. Barring injury. Yep. Yeah, for sure. For sure. All right. Let's call it a day. That's let's a good right final next. thought. Tom Brady thought to close it out. I was expecting something wacky. Uh, well, 45 miles of passing, Steve. That is that. There I you got, go.
0: I've got a full. Research and development team, Steve, working on this stuff. Okay, (laughs) All right.
1: I I go to
0: great lengths to
1: to do this. We'll we'll call it quits right there then and uh, enjoy your day. And we'll talk to you in our next episode. Good night, everybody. We'll see you.